Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. the latest with Roman Abramovich and Chelsea's potential sale to Jesse Marsh and what Leeds United can expect from their American manager, Mina Raiola meetings, MLS transfers, and much more. Fabrizio Romano joins the show to break it all down. Kigo Lasso on this Wednesday with Fabrizio Romano begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kigo Lasso. Thank you so much for being part of the family. You know the drill. Kigo Lasso pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Kigo Lasso, wherever you listen to your pods. Thank you so much for the continued support. It's been really great to see you all commenting and sharing some really nice comments uh, on behalf of the entire team. We thank you so much. And part of this team, a fundamental part, is my friend, my brother, mi hermano, Fabrizio Romano. We color coordinated today, Fab. How are yes, you, buddy? Yes, perfect. We're total black. How are you, my friend? I am I'm good, thank you, and uh, hope you too. Really happy to see you again. Fabrizio, how in the world are you losing to Marco Messina on FIFA? What in the world is happening? Yes, but I, I think we really need VAR in FIFA too, <laughs> because the referee was terrible, and I think it's out of war that we don't have VAR on FIFA, so I'm going to ask FIFA to, to include this, this special, because we can't continue like this. The referee was terrible. I dominated the wall three games. So <laughs> we need it. We need it. Man, Fabrizio Pep Guardiola Romano is what I'm going to start calling exactly. you from now on. Absolutely. But that's a good point about having VAR. Listen, these kids, these Marco Messinas, they need to be taught a lesson. So, Marco, when you come back from Italy, just hop over uh, the L train. Come over here to New York City, downtown Manhattan, and I'll teach you a lesson. And Fabrizio will, will get on that VAR with FIFA. Right there, Fab. Thank you so much for being here. Fabrizio Romano at Twitter, of course, as well as Instagram. All his content you can read on CBS Sports and all over, of course, his Here We Go podcast as well. So much information. And obviously, Fab, as we have been breaking it down, uh, we had a great interview with Rob Harris, who's been fantastic throughout this whole tragedy there are bigger things in life than football and obviously russia's invasion of ukraine is a major talking point but there is the ripple effect of football as everybody knows and in the premier league the biggest story of course is chelsea owned at least right now by roman abramovich and what are the reports Fabrizio romano because we're reading now a lot as we tape about the potential sale of Chelsea, and Abramovich is really considering it. In fact, he was the one reportedly offering it. Swiss billionaire Hansberg Wish is reportedly interested. What's the latest? Yes, first of all, let me say that to, to check it out, the interview with uh, with Rob Harris, because he's a fantastic journalist, a fantastic person. He's really well informed, and so to have an interview with Rob is always amazing. And so check it out, because it's always a pleasure to hear from people that really are working on this kind of stuff with a top professionalism. So really check it out and keep an eye on, on, on the interview. And talking about Roman Abramovich, um, let me say that the situation is very confused. Obviously, everything is happening in the last uh, 56 hours. So the situation is really confused. Uh, immediately after the statement of Roman Abramovich, the message coming from people close to Chelsea board 
was clear that Roman Bramovich was still the owner, that he has no intention to sell Chelsea. Then in the coming 48 hours, the situation changed. Uh, we know that um, what's happening on the geopolitical issue we are, we, are, we are living right now is influencing the situation for, for Roman Abramovich. And this is why he wants to protect Chelsea from the situation. Uh, this is why he decided to make the statement during the weekend. Now it's time to see what happens with the sale of Chelsea. It would be something super huge. From what I'm told, we are not yet with any potential buyer in the final stages of any negotiation. Of course, we'll have a lot of rumors also in the coming hours and in the coming days. A lot of parties, uh, parties are denying, as is normal when you're buying a top asset, a pl- top club like Chelsea. But now the situation seems clear that Roman Abramovich is open to, to discuss uh, after the statement of, of last weekend. And so let's see what's next. For sure, for Chelsea in the day-by-day is not changing a lot. As Thomas Tuchel said in the press conference, uh, he's still focusing on the pitch as Marina Granovskaya and Peter Cech are taking care of everything at Chelsea Football Club. Roman Abramovich was not really involved like in contract talks or in this kind of stuff. So for Chelsea, it's not going to change a lot right now, but it's going to change maybe for the future if they will sell the club. We have to see what kind of project they will start. So it's going to be a long-term project. Uh, we need time to see who potentially will be the new Chelsea owner. We are not yet at these stages, but in the day-by-day for Chelsea, now is not going to change a lot. Saluting the great reporting as well from Matt Law at the Daily Telegraph as well, who did report this on as well. And Fabrizio, to your point, things keep on evolving uh, regarding the Chelsea situation, of course. And, you know, obviously, as we mentioned at the very top of the show, the most important thing right now is about the human life and the sacrifices that Ukrainian people are doing, but there is the ripple effect of football. And I'm wondering, Fabrizio, could Russia's invasion of Ukraine destabilize the Chelsea dressing room, specifically Thomas Tuchel, because you have seen him in recent days, the most recent press conference, him feeling frustrated, Rob Harris. And I talked about it, of course, you know, in a way it's not fair because, you know, it's not him making all these decisions, but he is the representative of the club in these situations. And there's no CEO, there's no, you know, sporting director that's that's standing behind it. It is Thomas Tuchel. So what do you think could happen there, specifically with the German manager and the dressing room themselves as well? I agree with you. I agree with your point, to be honest. When you don't have a CEO speaking in public, when you don't have an owner speaking in public, when you don't have a director of football going and speak to the press, it's normal that journalists make questions to the, to the manager. I know that it's not... It's not up to Thomas Tuchel maybe to answer, but this is the reality. It's, if your club structure is not like other clubs that have the president speaking, the CEO speaking, this is what happens. So I think it's absolutely normal. And yes, I see some frustration around Thomas Tuchel too, so I agree with your point. I think talking about dressing room and players, I was speaking with some people close to players at Chelsea also in the last few days, and they they were really surprised with the statement of Roman Abramovich uh, at one point because they knew about it just a few hours before the official statement was on Chelsea website. So mm-hmm. they were surprised with the whole situation. But at the same point, now they say we have to focus on football. We, we, we can't be affected by, by other stories. Of course, this incredible and terrible situation that we are living in, in, in Ukraine, of course, is affecting football players in general. We have Atalanta Malinowski, for example, he's my friend, and he's really in a shock. He's scoring goals, he's, he's always performing at top level, okay, but in his mental health, he's living a shock as many other players, I'm sure. So like Zinchenko, Mikolenko, and many others, Yarmolenko, we can mention many. So is normal. But at the same point, Chelsea dressing room, at the moment, they know that they need to focus on football, they need to be professional, and so I'm sure that they will try to not think about owner situation, Abramovich situation, and to focus on football because they need they need to do it. We do need to, absolutely. Uh, from that focus on football, there's obviously as well transfer negotiations as well, Fabrizio Romano, with some players, of course, Antonio Rudiger being 
one of them, et cetera. Do you think this uncertainty over sanctions will affect that? Uh, will it make it harder for Chelsea? It's not helping. I think it's not helping um, in, in the timing of the negotiations, you know, because now Chelsea have to deal with many stories and having many players out of contract this summer and many players out of contract in 2023 because there are players like Jorginho, if I'm not wrong, also Ungolo Kante, out of contract in 2023. It means that you have to work on it. I'm sure that Marina Granoskaya, she's doing an incredible job uh, since a long time. If Chelsea are champions of the world and champions of Europe, it's because she was doing and she is doing an incredible work. But at the same point, now having this situation with Abramovich is maybe not helping on the timing of managing these situations. So many players already made their chores. For example, Aspiliqueta is really tempted by the opportunity of joining Barcelona. Andreas Christensen doesn't want to stay at Chelsea and is prepared to agree with Barcelona soon. He's really close to join Barcelona. And this so, was know, already a while ago as well. It's yes, not a reason. Yes, yeah. yes. Something that started in November, in October, not now. So yeah. it's not affected by, by Abramovich's situation. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the other thing, by the way, which you tweeted and it's been reported and stated by Everton Football Club as well. They suspend commercial partnerships with Russian companies, USM, Megaphone and Yota as well. Uh, there was a lengthy statement. Uh, everyone at Everton remained shocked and saddened by the appalling events uh, unfolding in Ukraine, etc. The club can confirm that it has suspended with immediate effect uh, all commercial sponsorships, including of the aforementioned companies that I just mentioned. And by the way, Everton's majority owner as well, Farhad Moshiri as well is getting a lot of reports and stories from that. So, you know, there's a lot of moving parts here, specifically in the Premier League and the ripple effect from the game, of course, regarding the most important topic point, which is Ukrainian life and how uh, this is affecting them due to Russia's invasion of the country. All right, let's uh, move on and let's focus uh, on football here and let's stay in the Premier League. Jesse Marsh, the American manager, as you mentioned, as you reported, he's uh, taken over. Marcelo Bielsa has gone. Now it's Jesse Marsh's job to try and resuscitate the sophomore season of Leeds United in the Premier League. The first question I have for you, Fabrizio Romano, is uh, Brendan Aronson has a very good relationship with Jesse Marsh, obviously from their MLS Red Bull days. Uh, he's a friend of the show as well. He, he talked to us before he moved to Salzburg. Does this make it closer now for him to join the Yorkshire club now that Jesse Marsh is the manager? My answer is yes. My answer is yes, because the relationship is great. And let me say, and it's a good news for Leeds fans, many players speak very good of Jesse Marsh. Uh, he was not so lucky with Leipzig, but what he did at Salzburg was really huge, was really good. His ideas, his approach to football, his relationship with players. And when players speak good of, about the manager, is always a good news. I always think that managers have to be evaluated of what players say about them. And so this is why for, for Leeds it's a good news. Talking about Darrenson, they wanted him in, in January with Marcelo Bielsa, and I'm sure they want him. Uh, they still want him and they will try for him in, in the summer. A lot of it will depend on if Leeds will stay in Premier League or not, because I think Aronson is a player for Premier League, not for Championship, to be honest. So uh, this is why maybe it depends on, on Leeds' final part of the season, but I'm sure that Jesse March will help. Will help with Aronson deal, will help with transfers in general, because it will be so attractive for, for American players. And now we have many that could do their move to, to Premier League, to Bundesliga, to many other countries. And so having a manager like Jesse March could help uh, Leeds in this sense. And I'm sure that they had a very good appointment because they wanted Justin March since a long time. They were already targeting him as potential replacement for Bielsa thinking the next season. Then they had to do it immediately because the situation for Leeds was collapsing. This is why the plan changed it. But they wanted Justin March since a long time. They were following him since a long time. They're giving him a long-term contract. So it's a project with Justin March. It's not just an emergency decision. And this is, I think, good for Justin March and very good for Leeds fans to, to hope for something good for the future. 
Exactly. You mentioned the project, obviously, that was mentioned by everybody in the Leeds board saying that, as you mentioned, it's not an emergency thing. It's a project. This is now a vision we have with the American manager. With that, and now we talked about Brendan Aronson. Are there any, is a list of transfers now being, you know, assembled, I guess, uh, for the summer? Are they rethinking to restructure the, the, the squad, especially if, of course, uh, they stay in the Premier League? Yes, it will depend. At the moment, there is no list because it will depend on what happens with Premier League football. And for, of course, it's, com- it's going to be completely different market for Leeds if they will go, if they will be relegated, they will go in the championship. So it will be a completely different strategy. But they want to do something uh, for the future with, uh, with Jesse March. They know that, for example, it's going to be very complicated to keep Rafinha. I think that Rafinha will leave the club uh, in, uh, in, uh, in June, whatever, whatever is going to happen with, uh, with Premier League football or not. But the player is ready for the next step. Many clubs are following him in Premier League. Chelsea, and Liverpool in particular, Barcelona in, in Spain are keeping an eye on him. So I'm sure that Rafinha will be one of the players on the market. And they want to rebuild with a manager who has ideas for the future. This is why Justin Marsh could be really a very good appointment in my opinion. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, they stay in the Premier League and they face Crystal Palace. They'll have the renewed uh, Hudson River Derby with Patrick Vieira, who used to manage NYCFC as well. So that should be interesting. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got much more. Speaking of MLS, much more news regarding MLS and a certain Mexican as well moving over here. And Frank Kessie and some more involving Erlen Haaland, the injury ridden Erlen Haaland this season, of course, and Lewandowski. Will he stay with Bayern Munich? Fabrizio Romano has the answers. Kigo Lasso will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 2022 marks the 50th anniversary of Title IX and the Attacking Third podcast is celebrating the anniversary all of March for Women's History Month. Each Tuesday during March, host Lisa Roman and Sandra Herrera will chat with groundbreakers in women's sports from Sam Mewis and Katrina Adams to Amy Trask and Leslie Weiser. Listen to Attacking Third's Title IX Tuesdays on Apple Pods, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found. Welcome back, everybody. Fabrizio Romano here with me. We're going to truck along now. Let's talk about Major League Soccer, which kicked off last weekend, of course. Toronto, Fabrizio Romano, obviously, you know, getting ready to welcome Lorenzo Insignia, but there's some other Serie A names being discussed. What do you have for me? Yes, another Italian is coming, and he's Domenico Crescito. We call him Mimmo Crescito. Uh, he's the left back of Genoa, the captain of Genoa for many years. He was also Zenit St. Petersburg player. Very good player, experienced player, of course. He's not a young talent, but he's a player that could be could, could, could be very helpful for Toronto. A lot of leadership, great mentality. He's super appreciated into the dressing rooms, and he's very good with penalties too. So he will have a fight with Lorenzo Insigne, I'm sure, to take penalties at Toronto because both of them are very good with penalties. Uh, <laughs> my feeling is at the and Lorenzo will win, but Domenico Cristo. I think is so good. too. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. And uh, no, it's a very interesting signing because they want to complete everything right now in March, not in July as with Insigne. So they're trying to complete everything immediately with Genoa and, and with Cristo. Genoa are trying to build something new with young players, and this is why they're open to let him go. And so Cristo is really one step away from joining Toronto. They have a verbal agreement. They are waiting for contracts to be ready and signed, but Cristo will join Toronto very soon. 
Is this the beginning of something with Toronto here? Obviously, we know the Italian-Canadian connection in Toronto, the city itself. Are we are we expecting more Serie A talent? Do you think in Toronto? Maybe it could be it could be a good option. I'm sure that having Lorenzo Insigne is helping. Uh, Lorenzo in particular is is a big attraction for many Italian talents, for Italian players in general. Uh, we had a lot of rumors also in the last few years about Andrea in the last few months about Andrea Belotti as a possibility. I'm sure that Belotti wants to take his time before deciding about Toronto. It's true that they approached him. Huh? They they had an approach with his agent, but he wants to take his time. Uh, same he answered to Zenit St. Petersburg who approached him. Uh, he's doing well now for Torino. He scored two goals in a row. So this is why he wants to decide in in May in. June. June and not now, but Toronto. I'm sure they will they will try to build with Italians and maybe one day to have an Italian manager. Who knows? Ooh, that would be interesting. Well, Roberto Mancini, maybe after the World Cup, he comes <laughs> that would be over. That would be amazing. <laughs> Andrea Velotti, by the way, only 28, so he has a, a, a little bit of yes. time to think about what he wants to do. Staying in MLS, Hector Herrera, double H, moving to Houston Dynamo. There's a lot of conflicting as always with El Tri and their fan base about what this means. What's the latest on that, by the way? Yes, Andre, um, Hector Herrera wanted to, to do his move from Atletico Madrid, talking about summer. He will complete the season with Atletico Madrid and let move, and then move in the summer. Uh, and so there is an agreement in principle, it's a verbal agreement between Houston Tenemo and, uh, and Hector Herrera. It's a contract till 2025. Atletico Madrid are prepared to let him go. He had some approaches also from European leagues like Serie A and uh, Premier League clubs asking him about waiting for the summer and then make his move. But he's really attracted by this possibility of playing in, in MLS. He wanted to do this move and so Everything is in the final stages, also in this case, like for Crescito. We just wait for contracts to be ready and signed. They have verbal agreements. And so Herrera and Crescito will be soon in the MLS. Unbelievable. All right, well, let's uh, go back to Italy for a second. This one's really interesting, by the way. Uh, first of all, what were your thoughts on the Milan derby, by the way? What would you make of it? Terrible. Terrible game, to be honest. <laughs> it was maybe the worst game I saw in 2022. But I think Inter and the Similan are living a really difficult moment. Eh? They they have fear. They Inter can score goals, and this is a big problem in football. Uh, AC Milan are, are living a complicated moment too. So this is why it was not was not a fantastic derby. I would say it was a really boring game. But I'm sure that it's a moment for Inter yeah. and AC Milan. They need energies. They are not used to play every single three days. Inter for the first time after nine years, they're playing Champions League football, and this is creating a, a new situation for Inter. Uh, for Milan, they they are fighting for the scudetto. They are doing very good, and so their energies are not so ready for, for Coppa Italia games too. This is why they need some time, but I'm sure that the second leg, the return leg will be will be very good. Yeah, Napoli watching uh, with very much delight as they, of course, take advantage yeah. of those tired legs, of course. But let's stay with AC Milan for a second because Frank Kessie, now Fabrizio, obviously his contract is a major talking point for the summer here in some big teams, some really big teams, Fabrizio Romano, I'll let you mention it, but beginning with the interest of Kessi and a team from La Liga. Yes, Frank Kessi will leave a Similanes free agent 90%, I would say. I keep 10% because never say never in football, but there is no agreement with a Similan. He wants to try something new, and yesterday also Paolo Maldini was so clear. He said, we can't, the message behind the words of Maldini were, was, was so clear. They can't offer more than 6 million euros net. Barcelona are offering 6.5, but with a big commission and a big signing fee for, for Frank Cassie. This is why he's really tempted. Xavi is pushing for Frank Cassie to join Barcelona. So there is Barca leading the race for Frank Cassie. Uh, there is nothing signed yet and nothing agreed yet. The best 
economical proposal. So the best salary proposal is coming from Premier League and from your Aston Villa because they approach it, the agent of Frank Kessie, and they want to offer an important contract. But of course, Barcelona is Barcelona. This is why the player is really tempted by Barca. But final decision has not been made yet. Uh, he wants to keep it open. He wants to take his time before signing any contract. You know that with free agents, uh, verbal agreements and verbal talks are never so important. It's important when you sign the contract and nothing has been signed yet. So Barca leading the race, Aston Villa trying, but open story for, for Frank Kessis. I mean, when you're, you know, when you're due to be a free agent, you know, a, a lot can change as well in these last few months. Hence to your point, exactly. 90% to 10%. Hey, Fabrizio, Camp Nou, Camp Chenou, come to Villa Park, listen to the beautiful <laughs> scout, Steven Gerrard, go to the Bullring, the Birmingham Shopping Center. I'll call Jonathan Codger, our former Ivorian striker. He'll hook it up. <laughs> it, it will be, be a solution. I'm going to tell you something, Fabrizio. If Frank Kessie comes to Villa, I'm telling you right now, I'm quitting CBS and I'm signing up. Well, I'm. Th- I, 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 it would be. No, amazing. don't say. Don't say that. Don't say that because maybe it will happen. I never said ever. Don't say that, please. I'll that's become Frank Kessie's assistant. I don't care. Whatever. It doesn't matter. All right. Let Let's keep going here. By the way, Erlen Haaland has had an injury-ridden season. Of course, his agent Mina Royola dealing with some business for him. What What does it? You know, what's the latest for Erlen Haaland right now? Yes, we are in the moment where top clubs are approaching uh, the player, they're approaching his environment, they're approaching Raiola, they're approaching goal people around Erling Haaland. So Manchester City were in Monaco with Chiki Begiristein, the sport director, uh, a few weeks ago in February. They had a meeting uh, for, for Erling Haaland, asking for Erling Haaland. Uh, Barcelona did the same with Juan Laporta, the president, who has a very good relationship with Raiola. They had a meeting discussing Mazraoui and Holland, And then... Real Madrid were not in Monaco to meet with Rayola, but they are still there. They want Erling Haaland. They don't mm. want Erling Haaland to wait till 2023. They want Erling Haaland now, together with Kylian Mbappé. I don't know if they will be able to do it. We will see. But this is what they're trying. So Real Madrid, Manchester City and Barcelona, they are fighting for Erling Haaland. We are entering into a moment where these clubs are discussing with the player side, so people close to the player, preparing their contracts, preparing their projects to be shown to, to Erling Haaland. This is why we are entering into an important moment, March, April, to understand what's next for Erling Golat. Yeah, the usual interested clubs, it sounds like, because Man City obviously has yes. been around and Barcelona, etc. Real Madrid, if they get Mbappé as well, I mean, everybody might as well just go home, no? Yes. But there is a ripple effect here, though. Robert Lewandowski, his future in doubt here with Bayern Munich? Yes, the situation is not so easy because Lewandowski is waiting since a long time for Bayern to offer him a new deal. But at the moment, they are not. So at the moment, there is still nothing decided between Bayern and Lewandowski. Uh, let's see what's next because, of course, who's close to Bayern says in the coming weeks and months, they will make a proposal to Lewandowski. But to stay at Bayern in the summer, Lewandowski wants an important contract extension, uh, wants a two-year deal. And let's see what Bayern will offer him. Will offer him. So it's still an open situation for Lewandowski. And if they want to have an agreement to extend the contract, I won't be surprised if Lewandowski will leave Bayern in the summer. Wow. Unbelievable. He's Fabrizio Romano. Fabrizio Romano, Twitter, Instagram, CBS Sports, of course, all his content right there. Anything you are looking at as well this week, Fabrizio, before we say goodbye? Left backs, because uh, Windal from AZ, very interesting player, Dutch left back, could join Ajax in the summer. Ten Hag said in the press conference today that they are following him since a long time. But Tagliafico, it means that Tagliafico will leave. He has now new agents. You remember that in January he was close to join Barcelona. Then Ajax decided not to accept a loan with buy option and no obligation to buy, not mandatory close. This is why Ajax, Ajax turned down the proposal. But now Tagliafico has new agents. He's already working for Summer Wolf. And so I'm sure that Tagliafico will be one of the names 
games in the summer to keep an eye on, maybe for top clubs in England, because he had a lot of interest for Premier League clubs, maybe for Italian clubs. Everything is open, but Tagliafico would be one of the names on the market. Yeah, he's a fan of the Premier League. I wonder if a return yes. there would be interesting. But Fabrizio Romano, always a pleasure, my friend. Let's uh, apply you. to EA Sports to get that VAR for <laughs> FIFA 2023. I think it's definitely worth it. But Fab, always a pleasure, my friend. Take care of yourself. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, my friend, as always. And uh, see you soon on Kegolasso. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Kegolasso Pod on Twitter, on YouTube.com forward slash Kegolasso. Wherever you listen to your pods, we got plenty more to come your way, including our weekend preview and some good interviews as well. Have a great, great rest of your week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.